You're listening to The Bridge, a podcast on stories of courage, resilience, and innovation with me, Linda Fadrizi Williams, the president of Central Penn College. Welcome back to The Bridge Podcast, a podcast focused on stories of resiliency and change. I am your host, Dr. Linda Fajrizi Williams, the president of Central Penn College. In our last episode, I spoke with Central Penn College alum and current vice chair of the board of directors, Mr. Dwight Utz. In today's follow-up episode, Dwight and I dive more into resiliency and personal motivation. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Welcome back to The Bridge Podcast. We are here again with Dwight Utz. Dwight, last time we talked a lot about your time as a student at Central Penn, a little bit about you being a director. So today we're going to pick your brain a little bit more, talking about the vision for the college, all your years that you were in business, some advice for our students. So first question, since you've been so instrumental, um, part of the board leadership for mm-hmm. the last couple of years, mm-hmm. What is your vision for Central Penn College as we transition to new structures, might have new board leadership in 2021? What are, what are the big things on your mind? Yeah, I think for, for me, Linda, as an individual board member, right. and, and, and I think I can share collectively, but, but for me, I think it is the ability for us to expand our educational environment, mm-hmm. our educational delivery systems. Um, I, I think that's the real first big key in, in my mind. Agreed. Secondly, I think it's our um, our opportunity to build on our philanthropic yeah. environment. Yeah. Um, the ability to look at other ways to raise money, mm-hmm. if you will, for the benefit of our student. Right. For the benefit of our professors giving them the ability to expand their horizon, if you will. Um, So I think those are probably the two key things. But I I also think that there are other opportunities that are beginning to bloom, if you will. And that is our interaction with our community. Right. I think those are going to be huge endeavors. I think that if we um, do our work, the ability to look at a community is, is going to be really huge. Um, I think we do a good job, but I think there's that other opportunity to really expand on that. There's a next level. There is. I, we've there we've is. done there some is. initial outreach and partnership, but we had um, our new vice president, Michael Fedoron, yes. a few episodes ago and talked extensively about the corporate education program, the subscription program, you know, partnerships, right. and to hear about all of the ways we're going to engage our local businesses and organizations. I think you're right. I think for us, that's a game changer. Yeah, but I think, Linda, you know, kudos to you, um, actually, for thinking about, again, we talked last time about how you have to think about strategically the vision. And your vision for setting up this uh, advancement office, I think, was critical. Well, thank you. Because I I encourage our listeners to watch what happens over the next couple of years. It's exciting. It's hugely exciting. And I think there will be a big, whoa. Yep. That's what I think is going to happen. Whoa. Well, you and I both have a passion for strategic planning. Yes, we do. Which sounds funny. And I used to talk about it, and I never met anyone else until I met you (laughs) that really loves 
to be future oriented and think about what can be. Because I think something we share, we're both very optimistic people. We're probably two of the most optimistic. I'd say you're probably the most optimistic board member. Mm -hmm. So when you and I get together, for us, the possibilities are endless because we really truly believe that we can make anything happen that we want to. And you often talk about the three E's. And it's sort of a model you live by, and you shared it with me, and you said it's one of the most important things moving forward. So tell our listeners what the three E's are. Yeah, sure. So it, it, the three E's I have used for years, and quite frankly, it's the way I hire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the three E's are energy, enthusiasm, and excitement. Yeah. Now, for a candidate, you have to have the, the technical you can do it. Okay. Right. I, I right. get that. Right. But if they show me the three E's, I'm more apt to go that route than using some other criteria. So the three E's are critical, critical um, in how I look at the world. And this is what I tell my kids. This is what I tell my nieces and nephews. When I talk at the school occasionally, Mm -hmm. those are the things that I talk about energy enthusiasm and excitement because that's what people will coalesce around. Yeah, exactly. Show those three things and I assure you folks, your career will be successful. But you got to have that passion. You do. You really do. You do. I want to talk about your energy. I actually had this question further down, but since you mentioned it, Mm -hmm. You are one of the most energetic people I have ever met in my life. Where do you get that energy from, and how can you share it with me? So, you know, <laughs> to me, to me, Linda, it's just what I, what I am. I mean, you really are I've energetic. Been. Yeah, I, I am. I, I have to stay busy. How much sleep do you get a night? Uh, seven-ish. Okay, so you get a good I, amount I of do, sleep. I do, I do. Good. Well, since I'm retired. Yeah. Okay. I, I get seven ish. Okay. But when I was when I was active, yeah, it was probably six ish, five and a half, Ooh. six ish. But you have to tell yourself, <laughs> right? You just got to stay busy. Yeah. It drives Debbie nuts. <laughs> I cannot sit you still. You can sit still. I she can't. thanks me that you're a board member because she <laughs> said it get, forces you to get out of the house because you make her crazy. Well, it, it does. I mean, there, I just I just have. <laughs> I to understand keep busy. it. By the way, I'm I the just, same way. Yeah. You know. Um, Biking, I'm a big cyclist, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I retired, I struggled for the first year. Yeah, I sure. did. It was terrible. You know, it, it was, oh, woe is me, you know. What I, and then, you know, I got into really the an active role with the board here yes. as vice chair. That really kind of um, accelerated, you know, the workload, if you will. Right, I right. mean, if you think about that, committee work and all that. But I also found um, a, an occupation that really isn't an occupation. As you know, I became an investor mm-hmm. in a investing group. There's about seven of us who have who've built this investment group for the sole purpose of acquiring right. community banks. And so I'm now a board member there, investor board member. And uh, we've put in a uh, – we have a definitive agreement. That's exciting. To uh, acquire a small bank 
Um, I can't go any further than that, but boy, is it exciting. It just is so exciting to get back into it. You still find things that fuel you. It does. Um, Yeah, I do. And and I I know you are retired, sort of. I mean, you're retired on paper, but you're still really, really busy. So how do you prioritize your time? Yeah. So look, family is always, always, always number one. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't always the case. You know, when I was... um, you know, building a career, I missed a lot of stuff with the kids. But so, but the priorities now are, you know, Deb and I, two boys. Yep. I've got um, one of my sons is in Munich, Germany. The other one is in Pittsburgh. So, you know, dad and mom always worry about that. Yeah. But um, – and, and then it, it really is my faith mm-hmm. and then the other things that come around that. And the opportunity to create a, a new business venture, if you will, is one of those. Um, cycling. I mean, I, I said to you, I think last session, um, I'm an avid reader. Yeah. Kindle, uh, Amazon Kindle loves Dwight Utz. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like That's I'm ordering great, books all the time. But yeah, I, I read a lot. But the priorities, really family, faith, and, and business. If you so will. you just mentioned something because you mentioned you're married to Debbie. You, I ha- am. you had a young family when you were climbing the ladder in mm-hmm. the banking world, two mm-hmm. sons. Actually, you and I both have two sons. That's, so right. that's something we have in common. Yeah. Right. Now you have four grandchildren. Was there a point in your career that you really struggled finding balance oh. between all of those roles? Oh. Linda, I can't tell you. I mean, it, it was um, – I, I look back on it today and it's still – it's a struggle for me yeah. because I, I wasn't at all the games. Mm-hmm. I wasn't at the soccer games. I wasn't at the baseball games because I was at a chamber event yeah. or I was at a conference yeah. or I was, um, you know, whining and dining, if you will, a client. Right. And and I missed a lot of that. And, um, you know, Debbie and I had a um, come to reality mm. um, discussion that said, hey, look, here's where I think the priorities are askew here. Yeah. And so um, that was a wake-up call. And um, so we changed that. But but today, you know, again, the, the two boys, I encourage them, and, and they are really good dads, uh, much better than I. But um, they were really good dads in terms of how they look at their kids, right. what they do, how they interact with them. Uh, I, was a, I was a disciplinarian for fear. Right. that they would go down the path that I went down. Mm. And um, I just wasn't going to have that. The culmination of, of how you know whether you're a good dad or not. So when my oldest son got married, mm-hmm. he wrote Deb and I a letter and um, shared with me that I was a very tough dad, but the toughness was appreciated. Yeah. Because hopefully, Dad, I can be as good as oh, you were. Wow. Oh, that, that was pretty cool. It's an ultimate compliment. So um, then when my youngest son got married, he wrote a letter to Deb and I. And that's when you know. You have great That's kids. when you know. Yeah. And uh, uh, they know my shortfalls. Being a dad is, is pretty cool. But I will tell you, 
being a grandfather it's better is it? even better yeah i know my my father and my mother both say the same oh things. yeah oh, you yeah. know when you're a parent and you're trying to you're trying to find self actualization in your own life and your own career but you also have such a responsibility and feel it to to give your children the best shot that they have and you yeah. want them to be assertive and you want them to want want it and it's it's um it's hard to know how you're doing yeah. and i think that we're we're hard on ourselves, so yeah, I'll tell you this is this is you're the third guest, and I had two other guests, both successful men, both struggled with the same things, True. and and you question yourself and you doubt yourself, and I think we are um, we're just inherently tough on ourselves. We are, we are, but but um, the the other thing, and let, focusing back on education for just a minute, Linda, I knew Central Penn, and it was a great experience. But I said to Deb and I, we both said to to Mm -hmm. each other, whatever it takes, the boys will decide where they want to go. And money is no object. Now, we had none. (laughs) Right. We had none. But But, you were going to make happen whatever they needed. Yeah. Yeah. And Andrew decided to go to John Hopkins. Wow. Now, John Hopkins was multiple times my salary at the point. It was terrible. Yeah. But we said, if that's where you want to go, yeah. go. All right? So my, my youngest son, Nathan, decided to go to the University of California of Pennsylvania. Okay. State school. Yeah. Okay? The funny story there is he knew mm-hmm. how much it cost for us to send Andrew to John Hopkins. And he, <laughs> when he graduated, he said, oh, by the way, here's how much you owe me. Because my cost oh, versus his oh, cost, he wanted it to be. He wanted the same amount. Oh, there's there. pocket. Oh, the yeah, rest of yeah. It. It, and and, and <laughs> a funny it. and a I funny story. It. You know, he wrote he wrote us a little note. He said, "By the way, here's how much you owe me." Oh, and, so funny. And so, um, yeah, the funny story is when he bought a house. You know, we we helped him, and and Deb wrote. Paid in full. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, sounds like you have such a good relationship with your boys. Oh, we do. And yeah, now we do. You have grandchildren. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but thank you for sharing that. I, I do appreciate it. We will continue our interview in a moment. But first, looking to invest in yourself in 2021? Have you been dreaming about starting that side hustle or business where you call the shots? Central Penn College has a new program designed with the entrepreneur in mind. For those of you looking to start something new in 2021, check out our new professional certificate in small business and entrepreneurship. Learn the business essentials that will save you time and money and help you make more money in the long run as a business owner. This nine-month program is perfect for people who want to learn about business essentials fast so they can either start their own business or make their current business even more successful. To learn more about these and other exciting programs, visit www.centralpen.edu slash academics and look for the certificates category under programs. All right, let's talk a little bit about resilience, which it sounds like you've had to have a lot of it. Uh, mm-hmm. 2020, really difficult year for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you've certainly been on both ends of successes with a long of a career as you have had. What do you tell someone who personally feels like they've absorbed more grief and loss than they feel like they can challenge or take on from 2020? Yeah. yeah. Especially businesses and our small businesses. Yeah. Like, what do you share with them? Yeah, you know, the, the unfortunate environment that we are in, um, I feel bad. 
I, I really feel bad for some of the small businesses that I've been very much involved in for years on the banking side. And I know what goes into the gut of, yeah. a, of a small business owner and the passion and, and what they want to do because they were visionaries right, about right. what they wanted right. to accomplish as a small business owner. But there is a tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow will be better than today. The next day will be better than the next, right. than the last. But it is very difficult. And, and I, um, I encourage them to stick with their vision, stick with their passion. Yeah, you might get slapped down today because of what is going on and how you have to react. But there is a good day out there and then there's better days tomorrow. So just stay with it. Yeah. Be right there because you will you'll be very successful if you stick with it. That's right. the key, I think. Agreed. And that's a lesson for our, our students oh, too, right? No question. Because you're going to have those moments where you feel like, I just can't yeah. do this yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like I can't yeah, do it. I'm thrown in the towel. Yeah. But you can't. You no. just cannot do that. Um, and, you know, hopefully there are folks that can help guide those small businesses, right. help our students, guide right. our students, because you don't want to give up. You no, just don't. No, and you can ask for help. Um, oh, yeah, and there's plenty of help. Plenty, and people that Absolutely. will listen and yeah. guide you. And, right, I mean, I remember when I was going for my doctorate degree, probably the hardest time in my entire life, working full-time, mm-hmm. going full-time into school. I had two children. They were two and four. Um, Professor Miller knows. He's he's going through his doctorate right now, <laughs> right? So it's it was the toughest time of my life, and I would have people saying, how are you doing it? Like, how are you doing it? And my answer was always the same. There's no other option. Yeah, like, I just do it. Right. And you keep doing it. And it, it doesn't, again, it doesn't become being the best, the smartest, the greatest. It's about who can stay in it long enough to get to the end. It's yeah. absolutely yeah. resilience. Yeah. I mean, look at me. If yeah, go back same story. Our, yeah, I mean, terrible student. Yeah. Come to Central Penn, get your crap together, and here you are. Right. So, look, if this, if this guy can do it, Look, Linda, there are many, many more that can do much better than I. They really can. But but you just have to have it right here yeah. in the heart yeah. and know what you want. Right. Just know what you want. See the vision. Go for the vision. Keep pounding away. It's there. So when I was appointed president mm-hmm. of Central Penn, you were someone who really took a genuine interest in my success. Right. You, made, you made it a point, and you still do this. Reach out regularly, check in, see what I might need, see how I'm doing. I imagine you're like this with a number of people. Was there someone in your life that looked out for you, that checked in, and what motivates you to help this next generation of leaders so much? Yeah. Well, the, the reason, Linda, is because if we don't, who will? Mm. And share some of the experiences. I mean, you and I talk a lot about, you know, strategy yeah. and, and how we think about certain things, okay? That's what drives me right. to help folks. Right. If, if they show me that they have the passion and the three E's, mm-hmm. we'll go back to that, mm-hmm. then I think a lot of it, it's there, they just need that little push. They need the, the, the encouragement, I hope, I really hope, 
that I have helped some. Um, some didn't want the guidance, and that's okay too. <laughs> yeah, well. But but you know, I have a young man who was my chief technology officer okay. when I was in North Carolina. Similar to you, uh, he's he's a young man that just shows me that he's got what it takes. And I told him, will someday, even as a chief technology officer, yeah. you show the qualities of a CEO. And I believe this young man will be CEO someday sure. of, of a financial institution. But he and I talk often. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dwight, I'm struggling with, with this. You know, how should I think about it? And I said, well, look, it's one person's opinion right. that I'm giving you. Right. You have to take that and do as you see fit. Because I can't and I won't drive your career you are yeah. the only one that can drive your career. But if I can be of help, right. I'm going to be of help. You know, I had one young lady, um, I gave a, a talk at the college, I don't know, two, three years ago. Yeah. I remember. And a student came up to me and said, would you mind, you've made the offer, <laughs> would you mind if I got your telephone oh, number? Okay. Okay. I gave it to her. I thought, uh, she'll never call. Yeah. Honest to gosh, a couple weeks later, she called. She said, Dwight, do you, would you mind if I came to your office and spent an hour? Wow. That's all I'm going to ask is an hour. I'd love to hear what you think of what I'm thinking about. Huh. It was cool. Good for her. It was cool. Yeah. And we still keep in touch. That's great. Through LinkedIn. Yeah. She'll show me what she's doing and, and where she's at. But it was all because of whatever it was, a 30-minute talk here, and it, it was it was cool. So those are the kinds of things that I like to do to help. Well, and you're, you're so very good at it. And I would say from the mentee side, so the people that are taking the advice, you have to be receptive. You do. And you sure have you to do. be open, and you can't think that you know all the answers or that you should know all the answers. Yeah. There's nothing that I have found more powerful in this role than being completely genuine and opening up to people. And so when you have questions and you're asking someone to be open to receiving any kind of feedback, guidance, it's not a, it's not a personal effect on you if someone says something that you know you can use to correct yourself or better yourself. So I thank you. You've helped yeah, sure. me tremendously. But, but, but Linda, I think you will agree that I have been tough on you sometimes. Yeah. But that is the value, I think, Agreed. Because um, it may be things that you don't want to hear, but you might think about it a couple of days later and say, "Ah, oh, man, maybe that jerk wasn't right. You know, wasn't all wrong." I've never called but, you a but, jerk, but you know what I mean. But, but <laughs> I you, know what you you're know what I mean. I do. It just it, if, as a mentor, you have to be able to say the things that might be uh, a little difficult to accept. Yeah. And and. You need, everyone needs someone in their life that is that honest with them. Because when you're in these roles, you're in these leadership positions, you could be very tempted to surround yourself with people who are just going to tell you what a great job you're doing and pat you on the back. That's not what you need. You need people who will challenge you. You know, when when I was making my cabinet, my leadership team, Mm -hmm. I'm surrounding myself with people that think very differently than I do. It's intentional. Absolutely. And, And if you don't, Right. Why all yes people? 
Yes. Why? Yeah, that doesn't make sense that. to me. You can't have that. Yeah, I, I mean, you need people who help you right. think differently. Right. Because they come from a different background. They have different experiences. You know, the leadership teams that I've had over the years, I, I do specifically hire because I know they're going to – I hope they will tell me, nope, Dwight, you know, I hear you. Yeah. I just don't think that's the right path. Right. Okay. Let's talk about what path you think and see if we can't collaborate and, and come meet together. in the middle. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's very different. You know, I don't want people thinking we're saying you want a barrier or a no person. You still need those three E's. Yes. <laughs> you still yeah. need a person who's going to help you move forward, but you want someone who's asking you questions that are getting you to think in a different sure. way. Exactly. That's right. All right. So we are getting to the end of our time. I end each podcast with rapid fire questions. Sure. Everyone gets the same five questions <laughs> and you have to give your first gut okay. response, right. first thing off your mind. Okay. So number one, top song, group, type of music on your playlist right now that you listen to the most frequently. Well, I, I am a huge Diana Ross, so it's at the top of the mountain. Is that, <laughs> I think that's right. Top Ain't of no mountain. mountain high enough. Ain't no mountain, mountain high enough. enough. Oh yeah. I was, I was a big Supremes person. Yeah, I love her too, by the way. Yeah. All right, good. Um, dog or cat? Uh, if either of those, dog. You're the, you're the, this has been unanimous. Everyone has said dog on that. Really? Yeah. 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 And I agree with that. So. All right, number three. Best thing that happened to you this month? Oh. I know it stumps oh, people. Oh, my. Best thing that happened to me this month? Yeah, well, I I turned another year older. <laughs> Okay. Well, listen. That was cool. That's good. Yeah, it is. All right. Yeah. So you as I get old, that is every day is a good day. <laughs> so that's a celebration. <laughs> Sorry, I I'll just, take it. I just couldn't. Think I'll of take that. it. All right. Number four, favorite beverage. Uh, Pepsi. Pepsi. You yeah. do drink Pepsi. I, yeah, I'm a Pepsi yeah. drinker. And you're like a fountain Pepsi person. Like you yeah. like to stop places and get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Before I come to a meeting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I know you. All right. Last one. Best piece of advice for Central Penn College students. Know where you want to go. Study hard. Excellent. Dwight, thank you. Yeah, I know how Linda, busy you are you. with all yeah, the things you're yeah, doing. Yeah. You've made such a huge impact on this college and this community. So it was an yeah. honor to get to speak with yeah. you today. Linda, Central Penn is is the great place. It really is. And with your leadership, it will continue to move forward. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Dwight. Yeah. That wraps up this episode of the podcast, The Bridge. Looking forward to seeing you the next time. Today's episode of The Bridge is brought to you by Central Penn College. Central Penn College offers career-focused programs that enable our students to transform their lives by landing jobs in their chosen profession. To learn more about investing in your career with Central Penn, visit us at www.centralpenn.edu. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bridge, hosted by Central Penn College President Linda Fadrizi-Williams. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a great rating on your favorite podcast service. The Bridge is available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes of The Bridge, stories of resilience, courage, and innovation with Dr. Linda Fadrizi-Williams. We'll see you next time.